0: 2020 wasn't all bad. There's this funny video From, can't remember his name. If this ends up in a rambles, I'll find it. But he does this little skit where Anyone who had a good 2020 has to kind of pretend That they had a bad 2020 because it like for the vast majority of people 2020 was a far worse year than average right? My life is better in literally every single way in 2020. I loved 2020. 2020 was the greatest. Oh hey guys, thank god this terrible year is almost over. Oh yeah, totally awful year. Worst year ever. Terrible year. And so you seem like a complete jerk if you're like, man, 2020 was great. And certainly, while while 2020 wasn't great in the sense of it was annoying, frustrating, I couldn't do a lot of things I would have liked to have done. Uh, my 2020 ha- was pretty good in terms of, like, growth of my channel and stuff, and I would have rather it had been better for other people, though, honestly. It's one of those things where, as bad as this year has been, I guess for most people there probably would have been at least some highlights or whatever. The thing is, though, 2020 definitely could have been better, and certainly, I wouldn't attribute any good things that happened to me this year uh, To necessarily being because of like coronavirus or something like absent coronavirus I think my year would have just been better So my year wasn't bad and I've acknowledged many times that I did not suffer nearly as much as uh, the average person because of our uh, coronavirus but, but I do feel bad sometimes when I think man I, I didn't I, I did pretty good in this whole thing Especially by being in a job where you you benefit from people being more likely to stay home and stuff, you know, it doesn't feel good to to, to profit off the misfortune of others, you know. Oh, true, yeah, I I, I guess I'm I'm not um, you you're right. It's not like I'm 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 the one causing their problems or whatever or or, or, or what have you. Um, I'm not in any anything exacerbating their misfortune. If anything, I'm trying to make it better. But it's still much rather a case where um people weren't experiencing such things. Do I hate Dream? Do I hate Dream? Not at all. Hating people you don't know is like, it's a big investment and it should be reserved for something really, really bad, like murder or fraud or or taking advantage of people in a pandemic or something like that or or spreading misinformation about said pandemic, these kind of things. Stuff that it has a measurable impact on the livelihoods or the, the lives of people. Like, even taking the claims against Dream 100% facts, he seems to have just arrogantly believed that he was deserving of having better RNG, so he had to do less runs in a particular speedrun, and yet still quit before he even got world record. Still very bad, jeopardizing the – it's not a sanctity word, the the comparative nature of speedrunning. But I mean, hating a person? Uh, you know. He just seems like a guy who made a mistake. A mistake that should be punished. But we all make mistakes. You know. There's a difference between hating a person for a wrongdoing and believing there should be some justified punishment for that wrongdoing. The Happy Hob is kind of my opposite. You and I find really funny about the Happy Hob. I'm a guy Playing lots of Grand Theft Auto, wishing that I could play lots of Souls, and he keeps saying he really loves GTA 5, and he wished he could play a lot of it, or whatever, because he wants to do the Oko run for it. And I think that's kind of funny. We're opposites in that way, because he plays a lot of Souls. Who <laughs> switched lives for a, a month or two. <laughs> My Australian ancestors. Hey, Matt, what crime do you think your ancestors committed to be moved to Australia? Many of the first settlers of Australia weren't criminals. At least not in the traditional sense, as in, like, a lot of them were political prisoners. Um, people who, you know, they just caused trouble politically or whatever, and so the kind establishment wanted to chuck them somewhere they wouldn't cause any trouble. A lot of others were, uh, free settlers or whatever. People who, you know, weren't doing well back there and so they're like fuck it we'll go to the new world and maybe we'll get up make a fortune or whatever you know that kind of stuff people who are just looking for a new life even if you can tie your ancestry back to the first settlers you aren't necessarily gonna have a criminal as uh, your ancestor and even if you did it wouldn't necessarily be a crime that you would think much of oh yeah hunting in a rich deuce woods, being in debt that kind of stuff you know I'm pretty sure they didn't stick, like, murderers and stuff on the boats. Because then, you your months at sea, probably having violent criminals would be not something that the, the sailors and stuff would particularly want. The Twitch streamer Elijah. Guys, Have you watched streamer Elijah? Yeah, I watch Elijah all the time. All the time. He, he plays these weird old games that are kind of like Souls, but kind of not or whatever. And I like his speedruns, uh, I watched him play some Demon Souls, the, the new one. I didn't watch a lot of streams. Uh, but Elijah is definitely one of the people who if I'm watching a stream, there's a chance I'll be watching him or I'll um, I'll ha- I'll listen to him in the background. Seems like a nice dude. The insanity of Minecraft speedrunning. I was watching a video from I think Cheese05 which had him saying he was interested in doing Minecraft speedrunning as well. It's fucking crazy that everyone seems to want to do Minecraft speedrunning. Insanely popular right now. How difficult it would seem to be competitive though, it looks like it's insane. I think most people when they look at a speedrun, normally think like, oh, you just gotta learn all the strats and you gotta get faster at doing those strats. Speedrunning these days, for most games, is, is far more complicated than that. Because you have to not only learn the strats, but all the things you need to do when the strats fail, and all the potential alternate strats, and all the ways that you can fail, and things that you need to avoid to, avo- to avoid those failures. And looking at Minecraft speedrunning, and how random the random seeds are and all the different things you can be presented with, and all the different ways you have to respond to those different things, I think it would take thousands of hours to become proficient at the random seed runs. Like, looking at... I I think I'm I'm watching Dowski, I think his name is right now. Probably my game, the name wrong. I'm sorry. But, um... He's got, like, over a thousand viewers or whatever, and watching him, like, take a configuration of lava that's on the ground and make it into a, um, portal... Uh... It's is crazy in, like the fastest way possible that you can do it, right? Um, and there's different types of lava that you get and different portals that you should make based on it. It, it, it's nutty. Or all the different ships that you can get and what items you get in those ships and the, the different configurations of fortresses and all this fucking shit. I'm like, oh man, that'd take forever to fucking learn, <laughs> you know? Gamba and speaking in Twitch chats. I was actually nervous. So I don't speak in a lot of chats. Badowski said Gamba, which is the thing that Rekful used to say. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a reference to Rekful or, or whatever or an homage or whatever. I mean, Gamba could just be nothing, you know, I'm sure other people in their lives have said Gamba before. Gamba. But I was curious. So I actually went to Rekful's chat and I, I did slash user Dowski and he'd been subbed for two months. So he's, he's definitely aware of Rekful. I was like, oh, that's nice. And uh, for that reason alone, I, I typed in his chat. The reason why I sometimes feel uncomfortable typing in chats is because I, I worry that people will think like I'm trying to draw attention to myself or um... Or my being there might derail the person's stream or make them nervous or whatever the fuck, I know, like I'm, I'm a guy who over-obsesses or over-analyses stuff. But no one knew who, knew who the fuck I was. I'm, I am no one. I, mean, I just mean that no one knew of me. Um, so it's all good. What was funny, though, is I, I don't think it was the case the first stream that I went into, but the most recent stream I went into, he was playing this playlist that you're hearing right now. The ChillHop playlist. And I was like, really? I find a stream that I want to watch, and it just- and the music I listen to all day, every day is the same music being played? <laughs> what a fucking unfortunate coincidence. I felt like being like, hey man, I'll give you a hundred bucks to change the playlist to anything else. <laughs> It's just nice having a variety of uh, different content that I can have on the background when I've got nothing else to watch, you know? And uh, Minecraft speedruns are, are something that I've uh, liked to have on the background recently. So Forson's Minecraft speedruns, now this Dalski guy, and uh, Mitch's World of Warcraft PvP stuff is my background noise right now. When I've run out of videos to watch on YouTube. Not clickbaiting is hard. Do I think dream cheated? Yeah, most likely. I made my in conclusion video. It's funny, I wanted to make a video just to conclude my thoughts on the dream thing. And I said in the video, I'm gonna make the title so goddamn mundane that only my followers will click it. So people won't accuse me of using the continued drama to continue to get viewership or whatever. I just want to explain to my viewers so they stop asking me. And so I made the title in conclusion, perfectly innocuous, could mean fucking anything or whatever. Um, I'm not baiting on Dream's name or whatever to get myself viewers. And I'm like, this is fine. And the first thing that someone writes in the comments is like, um, this is the most clickbait title of all time. And I'm like, are you, like, what could I have made the title then? Because because in any sense becoming more specific, I would have had to have put Dream in the title, and I would have been there for baiting for views. Like I can't win and the video is so mundane. I'm reading a pre-prepared statement I'm not even in the fucking video and it's only two minutes long. It's like this is some clickbait fucking garbage, man What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, I'm doing my best man My talking about the dream thing had fucking nothing to do with the desire to gain a larger audience except except for the actual interview I was legitimately interested in it. I talk about things I'm legitimately interested in Do my YouTube viewers know Twitch culture? So for those who didn't catch Couch's message, he's asking me, why when I talk about Twitch stuff and Twitch streamers and stuff, are my viewers seemingly fairly ignorant of what I'm talking about? Or at least the people that I'm talking about. And the the reason should be obvious is because most of my Twitch audience is from YouTube. We did a poll that one time where it said 90% of my audience found me through YouTube. That doesn't mean that a person didn't already watch Twitch and became aware of me from YouTube and so added me to their Twitch account. But there's there's likely more of those people. I get messages all the time where people say, oh, you know, I only watch you on Twitch. A, a person who naturally grew on Twitch, more than likely, because of its recommendation system or whatever, is picking up people who are more aware of Twitch and watch Twitch from on a more regular basis. A, a greater portion of my audience, compared to other Twitch streamers, likely only watches me or, you know, found Twitch through me and thus hasn't had time to find out um, about all the big players here. And it's weird, when I speak about big streamers, I just assume everyone knows who they are. Or at the very least, in, in most cases, you probably don't need to know who they are for what I'm saying to make sense. You know, but you're right. I, I got to keep that in mind sometimes that people aren't necessarily cognizant of everything related to Twitch. The struggle of getting YouTube viewers to watch me on Twitch. Considering that I peaked at 10k viewers yesterday, how big do I think I can grow? Um, I don't know. It would just continue to scale. As in, I can't tell you what percentage of people come from uh, YouTube to Twitch or check Twitch regularly. So one reason why I get so many viewers for Chaos is because I make a YouTube video saying, Hey, yo, I'm live for Chaos right now. I, I can't do that for every stream. Like, it's, I probably shouldn't do it for even one stream, because YouTube doesn't like that shit. But I do it infrequently enough that I don't think they're gonna care. But, like, the biggest battle isn't simply getting people to come to Twitch once and follow me, it is to get them to get into a habit of coming back to check if I'm live, you know? I can't tell you both how- what percentage of people move from YouTube to Twitch to follow me, and then of those people will check back regularly to see if I'm live. It's why I do uh, you know, community posts and, and tweets to say that I'm live, because I don't sincerely expect the majority of my viewers to be hanging out on Twitch and, or checking every hour to see if I'm live. Well, obviously Twitch has its own notification system. It, it, I think it's like 25% of my followers have notifications on and will be notified when I go live. Like, a lot of people just don't want to receive notifications for content creators. I'm one of these people, you know? I don't care when a content creator goes live. I care that a content creator is live when I want to watch something. There is no content creator, no content creator, who I, who will cause me to drop what I'm doing to go watch them. It, it, it does not exist and has never existed. But there are definitely content creators who when I want something to watch and I see them live, I'm like, oh, sweet, that person's live, that's exactly what I was looking for right now. That's awesome, you know? My 5950X with my 3090. I did install my 5950X, and yes, I do notice a difference. So, I can't tell if the difference between a 3950X and a 5950X is huge. Oh my god, huge. Or, I never fully utilized the 3950X. I think it might be both. Like when I used the 3950X, I didn't do a, a BIOS overclock. I just used like the Ryzen Master thing, which I was just like, look, just put it on order overclock. I don't give a shit or whatever, right? When I got my 5950X, I'm like, oh, this isn't performing as as well as I think it should. And you know, it's, it's good, but not that great. And so then I just looked up a guide Of like the standard BIOS overclock like change these three four settings or whatever and so I did and it it was it's amazing system still runs cool I have had no issues uh but bumping up that that clock speed has really helped in terms of gaming but yeah like so you can't see it but I've got 140 fps now and it never drops from 140 fps anywhere in what was the most Graphically intensive parts of the game Still 140 FPS and the only reason it's capped at 140 is because I intentionally cap it because if you go too far above 140 the game starts to stutter because it just can't process the frames or whatever No, this isn't all games. It's it's a quirk with GTA 5. Like I'll run the benchmark for GTA 5 and my average frames will be 139 point blah blah blah. Uh, I guess you could call it a manual overclock. Yes, I left the, the the CPU on stock and run it ran it uh, in some benchmarks and then I did a manual overclock and I ran the same benchmarks and I it was massively better although potentially uh, I probably lost some uh, uh, single core performance which is usually what happens you lose some points often a negligible amount in in uh, in the single core benchmark but you gain overall in the multi-core we I don't think so when you have a game that can use four cores. What seems most interesting to me is what cores this game seems to use. I thought it would just use the fours, first four cores or something, but it, it seems to be using like the strongest four cores or something. Like it would be using core 5 and 12 and 7 and 16 or some shit. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe it can it can determine itself which of the cores is the best or something. Yeah, the CPU knows which one's the best, I suppose. You want to buy a 5950X and a 3090? Convince me not to. Do you need them? As in, it makes sense for me to get them because it's my bloody job, you know? Better hardware literally saves me time in real life. I am buying hours of my life Time is a very precious thing when you get to this point, you know, like yesterday do you do Sitting there being tired as fuck, but knowing that I had like 17 different things I needed to do And forcing myself to do them despite how tired I was like I do that every day now arguing with young people on Twitter and the difference between illegality and immorality I was but I was so annoyed yesterday arguing with that dude on Twitter because it just pushed my sleeping pattern back And I I was at the at the end of it. I'm like I've wasted like an hour on this dude I I didn't have an hour to waste what a fucking waste of time What was most annoying about it is I knew he just didn't understand what he was saying And I couldn't let it go It just kept pissing me off more and more that he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about And the reason was because he was 18 years old it no one at 18 understands how language works, the difference between illegality and, and immoral. And at the end of it, after an hour, he's like, okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying now, and I agree. I'm like, yes, you would have, if, if you were like a little bit older, we wouldn't have had to speak for an hour about this, and you would have got it immediately. Don't necessarily, but more likely. Don't take my previous statements as criticism of 18 year olds, or, or rather, once you go get older you understand that at 18 you didn't really have life figured out when you're 18 17 in your early 20s whatever you may have some good ideas it may be it may even be possible that your ideas don't change over that period but your ability to communicate those ideas or to explain why you believe as you do will be very limited you just won't have the experience talking about such, to- such topics. The amount of time that you've had to think about the complex, is- complex issues of the day is-, is very limited. You would be largely new to considering the world as-, as maybe more ambiguous than it immediately seems when you're younger, when you're a kid. And passing out that ambiguity and coming to firm conclusions that you can argue and present, it, it takes many years that you you haven't had at 18. You can you can be absolutely correct at 18 in a belief that you have. But I I'm it it surprised me that any 18-year-old could on any political topic explain their point of view well or argue it well. What frustrated me about the conversation that I had with the dude is he would constantly frequently imply that something being illegal impacted whether or not it was moral or immoral. It'd be it'd be implicitly implied by things he would say. It'd be explicitly stated as well in other things that he'd say. And then when I would press him on this, he would say, uh, No, I never said that. I never said that something being illegal makes it more or less immoral. I'm like, but, no, but you literally just said that. And I would highlight specific words in his previous statements. And he would still say, no, I didn't. Eventually he had to buckle though and say, okay, I guess I did. It's like, well, obviously you did. I was- I was going crazy. And it, it's just a flaw in my personality that I couldn't just let it go and let someone just be fucking dumb on the internet. It reflects badly upon me that I can see a person being stupid and I can't just let it go sometimes. I mean, if you want an explanation there, things that are legal or, or illegal when you're trying to- influence society to perform or not perform particular actions. What you're making illegal can have nothing to do with morality, or it could have something to do with it, but it's, it's less that something being illegal or le- legal influences whether it's moral or immoral, but it can be the case that the reason why something is illegal is the same reason why it's immoral on your particular foundations. It isn't that the illegality is impacting its immorality, it's simply that the source of the illegality and the immorality is the same thing. So they seem related, when in actual reality they're not. When you're a kid, you, you tend to think that everything that's illegal is bad. And so you're... you're it, it, I can't know what it's called. Developmental psychologists will tell you about it. It's, it's a You tend to assume that something is against the rules because it's a mole. And as you grow older, you realize that can't possibly be the case. Because laws change all the time. Things that were once considered illegal are now legal. And whether or not they were moral or immoral didn't change. Our perception of it, sure, changed. But that's all that happened. Like your system of morality, whatever it is, can't be so fluid that if I have an eraser next to a piece of paper and I change the wording on a piece of paper, that that thing turns from bad to good, or good to bad. It's like, it's against the law to push an old woman down the stairs. I said, well, that's bad! And I change it so it says, it's perfectly fine to push an old woman down the stairs. Well, that's good now. When you're a kid, you think that's how the world works. But when you grow up a little bit older, you realize that can't possibly be the case. Exactly. Certain things are legal or illegal in different countries. It's not as if morality can be based on geographic location. It can certainly be the case that contextual things to a situation can make something more or less moral or immoral or what have you. But clearly, your entire system of morality cannot simply be based on what piece of dirt you're standing on. If, if you jump from one side of an imaginary line to another, things become, different things become good or bad. It's, it's, it's nonsense. But again, when you're younger, you don't realize this. Or at least, you don't think on it enough. Divorcing the concepts of illegality and immorality in your mind takes some years. Age of Consent Laws and Call Me Carson. Do you know why Age of Consent Laws exist and what they're meant to do? People seem to forget that when we talk about consent, we're not talking about just consent, but we're talking about informed consent. As in, if I consent to you doing something, Without sufficient information to know exactly what you're going to be doing or the implications of your actions I haven't really given you consent. I've given to you under false pretences, basically Especially in a case where you have more information than I do and you know that I lack information You would be considered to be exploiting me Right. Um, age of consent laws are designed in each society to enshrine, um people who we believe cannot give informed consent as in, when you are so young, it is impossible for you to have sufficient knowledge to um, give consent, an informed consent, um, to be in a relationship or a sexual relationship or anything of that sort. So the reason why age of consent laws differ by a few years or what have you in, in different countries is because it's it's not immediately obvious at what year the average person can give informed consent, can actually understand the ramifications of what they're getting involved into. So we can all agree that a person who's 15 is not likely going to be able to understand the ramifications of a sexual relationship, but 16, yeah, maybe, 17, oh, again, maybe. There there is variance in the, the development of different people in terms of their life experience and just their physical development, obviously, but we're talking about the average person at a particular age. The goal of these laws is basically to keep people from being in exploitative situations. That's the goal. When things get murky is when you have two people who are very young. Because when two people are young, perhaps under your country's age of consent, it's hard to immediately suss out exploitation because both parties are equally uninformed. Each party is considered to be unable to give consent. There isn't one person in that relationship um, who is using their greater knowledge to potentially exploit the other person. So if two 14-year-olds get in a relationship, it's not something, or a, a sexual one, let's say they develop early. This isn't a relationship that we want in society. But at the same time, you wouldn't put either of these people on sex offender lists. You wouldn't put them in jail, you wouldn't punish them in the same way that you might punish a person who is 20 for having a relationship with a 14-year-old. Because you recognize that both parties are uninformed. There is, it's not immediately obvious, there could be more evidence to suggest that one person is exploiting the other or what have you, but there isn't immediately obvious that one is exploiting their position over the other. Right? So when this Call, Call Me Carson thing came out and people started talking about, oh, she's only 17 years old. Oh, and he was, he was 19 at the time. Anyone who knows what age of consent laws are meant to do just went, this is a complete non story. This is just some high school shit, two years difference. There is nothing about that age difference that is representative of a, uh, a significantly greater understanding of what is going on, leading to a potential for one part person in that party to be exploiting the other person. This, this is the reason why the age of consent laws vary so much. In parts of the world, that wouldn't be considered illegal at all. The The issue with the Carson thing wasn't a matter of illegality, it was a matter of morality. There didn't need to be more evidence than simply an age difference suggesting of exploitation. When people then brought up, oh, but she was his fan, again everyone just went, who cares? Uh, well, by being a fan of a content creator, it does not mean that any involvement you have with that content creator is necessarily exploitative. It's a, it's a relationship that is prime for exploitation, but it isn't necessarily an exploitative one. There has to be evidence of that exploitation. It's why I expressed and others expressed, I will start to care when the age difference is larger... Or there is more evidence of this. If there's more instances of this, then I'll start to care. Absence that, this is just some high school drama shit. Since then, it's come out that Carlson has more issues, where he was depressed, potentially suicidal, and he wasn't just sexting this one girl. Who knows if he did it with a lot of people, or whatever. But over a long period, he was sexting a lot of his fans. This moves into the territory of exploitation, not because any one of these people may have been directly manipulated to sext with another person. That's perfectly fine behavior. Um... If, if there are two people who legitimately are interested in developing a relationship or furthering their relationship, sexting between them is perfectly acceptable. It's It's a legitimate expression of your interest in another person. The reason why what Carlson did is exploitative is because he didn't seem to have, at least from what has been released, uh, an interest in developing a relationship. It was getting a lot of these naked pictures from his fans. Whether it was to get a a, a power trip or to gain additional self-esteem or maybe he gets off on the idea of having exclusive pictures or something. Whatever the case is, clearly Whatever informed consent was given by the original party, they were under the apprehension that this was going to be a relationship or something. That something was going to develop from this. The sharing of these naked pictures was done with the goal of furthering a relationship, which Carlson didn't seem to be interested in. So he's representing himself as a person like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're involved. This is a thing now, right? But in reality... That's not the case. So this person, while giving consent to share these pictures, wasn't giving informed consent, right? They were being exploited for these pictures. They were being mis- they were being misled for this purpose. This is what is wrong with the Carlson thing. People focusing on the idea of the age difference? Nonsense, if you know what age of consent laws are meant to do. Focusing on the idea of sexting? Nonsense. Happens all the fucking time. People focusing on the idea of a fan? being involved, in some case, with a content creator, that's a little bit more justifiable in terms of focus, because, again, that is a a situation prone to abuse, but not necessarily guaranteed to be abusive. What's interesting, and evidence of Carlson's wrongdoing, is the greater, wider manifestation of um, his desires for these pictures from multiple people over such a short period. I've been arguing with people on Twitter about this, and it drove me fucking crazy that people don't understand this. You mean saying Carson What type of fucking name is Carson? I think I am saying Carson. But I just, the way that I speak sometimes sound, sounds like, um, Carson. It sounds the same in my ears. Fuck. Food goes off too quickly. First uh-huh. ever donation. Uh-huh. Love the streams. How often do you cook for yourself? Infrequently. And by cook, it's like, yesterday I made sausages, I got a packet of sausages. That wasn't expired and then I put them all in a pan and then I moved them all around until they were crispy brown All around them um, and inside and then I ate them and that's my cooking currently. I have some hamburgers Downstairs. I hope they're not off. I don't know how long food lasts I'm always surprised when I get downstairs. I'm like I just bought this What day is it? When did I buy this? Whatever the day I My bought man. it, I'm like, why, why is it love, off? Love. Yeah. <laughs> Your food does die very quickly. But it's the healthy food that dies very quickly. It's so hard to eat healthy. Like, I... It's hard to imagine how people with less free time or less flexibility in what they're doing can eat healthy. Like, I've got, I have guess I don't have a lot of free time. But I have flexibility in what I'm doing, you know. And I, I still have trouble. But even worse, people who actually like food. So I think it said like 73% of Americans they're overweight. And it's, it's probably about the same for Australia. It's was like, Phew. I weighed 90 today, before I ate. So I'm probably like 92 now, I get back again. But I seem to have lost a little bit of weight. Now she would have been lower than then because the the scales up by two, so I would have been 88. And I guess now I'm probably 90. But it means I'm five kilos overweight. You just have to know what it says. It's not a matter of knowing what's healthy, it's that all healthy things go off so fucking quickly. I guess actually no. If you have a diverse palate, there's probably some decently healthy stuff that doesn't go off. But everything that I like that's healthy just goes off like that. You know? If I could just have a limitless supply of strawberries that never went off, that's all I'd eat. I just eat strawberries. Cause why not? If strawberries do go bad so fast, what's their fucking deal? Hang around. Gabriel Inglesias. You're not fat, you're fluffy. Uh, Gabriel Anglesius. He has lost a bit of weight, right? I wonder if he ever felt pressured, given how much of his humor is related to him being overweight, to, uh, maintain some of the weight at least. I'm sure once he got to a certain level of wealth, he was like, wait a second, you know, I want to live for a bit longer. Yeah, I remember watching his comedy back in the day. Back before YouTube was a thing, and like, you know, and in high school you'd share around like, Stand-up comedy stuff. Oh, he has an exact routine on that. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, a lot of comedy comes from uh, just everyday experiences, talking about your life, and me explaining it in a funny way. In life, can be funny. I mean, effectively anything can be funny if you uh, explain it correctly, or oh, I just do, present it well. Favorite comedians don't really have any. Uh, you saw Gabriel Garcia in an interview with Mark Maron. He seems like a smart guy. Interesting. I've never heard of this mark, man. Do I like sports? I'm not into sports, now. Not even slightly. Definitely not my thing. The most I was ever into sports was when I was a little kid and I would uh, watch the Friday Night Football with my dad so that I could stay up later. It's not that I don't, in some sense, understand the appeal. You're just rooting for a team, whatever, or you're you're following the progress of a particular team in a particular league and see so it's exciting or whatever when they succeed and uh, they you can share in that camaraderie with uh, the, the fellow, your fellow people who enjoy that kind of stuff. I, I get all that. I mean, I've watched esports that have like content creators in them and I'm I'm excited when they win or whatever, you know. You doing, Back team? when I used to watch yeah, Reign Out and he'd enter to tournaments and he'd win or get far or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. You know, but even esports these days, I'm not particularly into. Um, the closest I get is uh, watching melee tournaments, and because I've, I've, I've watched HungryBox and I watch him a little bit, like I'm, I hope he does well. And if I see a tournament that he entered, I'll, I'll look in the brackets and see how he's doing. I would like to have an experience where I sit of a night, having some drinks with friends, and we watch a CS:GO tournament. I think that would be a cool experience, and I imagine my desire to have that, and my thinking that as a cool experience, is what it must be like to watch just normal sport with your friends. I just, I I, I view CSGO as like the peak eSport, you know, has such a high skill ceiling, yet yet it's simple enough that anyone can follow it. Watching sports is overrated? Yeah, I I definitely have enjoyed playing sport in my life more than uh, I have uh, watching it. Although, CSGO, I certainly enjoy watching that more than I do enjoy playing it. But that's just because I'm really bad at it. I don't really get it. I don't want to learn all the call signs. I'm going to leaky, leaky fucking faucet and I'm rushing Q. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I want to learn that shit. I want to learn the bullet spray patterns and stuff. I stick to my GTA 5 where I point my gun at the person, and most of the time, they get hit by the bullet. (laughs) Except when lag plays a factor. My plans after no damage runs. When am I going back to normal speedrunning? It is debatable whether that will be after I finish Oko, or after I finish finish Pacifist. Because there is definitely an advantage to not doing all of pacifist all in one go in terms of releasing the videos because the jokes I will make will be different as in like every month I experience a month of new things there's a new meta of content there's a, there's a there's new jokes being had there's new topical stuff I can reference if I just sat down and did episode after episode after episode of pacifist I'm not sure they'd be as good you know but I do want to get them all out once I've gone through all the footage that I have and I've gone through and made jokes about all the cutscenes and stuff, I will still make pacifist episodes, but they'll be very, very different. They will be an analysis like, hey, so these guys on this mission, I was not able to to avoid killing the first time around. Here's a new strategy or new things that I've tried to try to achieve uh, skipping them. And the more that I learn about the game, the more strategies that I learn. Um, one thing that's going to be very interesting to test is Uh, Potential despawning mechanics using, um, the buffered ledge grab. The UK government has a Twitch channel. What's your opinion on the UK government having a Twitch account which they stream on? Is it a 24-hour stream all the time and they take it in turns? Is that really a thing? Like everyone's required by law to do their one hour week of Twitch streaming? And so it's just a continuous cycle of, uh, (laughs) of random people from the government. UK government supposedly has a tier four sub. I don't believe you. Can you imagine that the government having different tiers, like where you can pay extra tax but you get access to emotes on their Twitch channel? <laughs> we need to raise new revenue for this thing we want to do, and they're like, oh, how do we start a Twitch channel? <laughs> what Voiceless content creators. I do not understand. No offense to whatever how a lot of uh, content creators for GTA have gotten by without using their voice in videos. And how so many people are okay watching content where there's no voice in the videos. You know? It's, It's probably just my ignorance of the wider YouTube platform, but I'm not aware of any other kind of content about anything where there is as many voiceless content creators as there is in the GTA 5 content space. I mean, as good as text-to-speech is getting, that's also the same way. Terrible. Oh, yeah, true, there's a lot of those. True, true, yeah, actually, now that I think about it. Um, the Reddit videos. There's a lot of Reddit videos that are just, um, text-to-speech reading some question and then the responses in the Reddit. You click one of those videos and that's all you'll receive. Uh, To to explain the concept, for those who don't understand, so, like, there'll be a question, what is your weirdest supermarket interaction, or something, and then people will write responses on Reddit, and people will take both the question and the responses and put them on YouTube, just using text-to-speech, and there's, like, so many of these that if you click one, you'll just go into a bottomless pit of just endless text-to-speech videos reading Reddit responses. I don't find these videos as bad necessarily as like React content stuff. stuff. I mean like pure React content without editing or whatever. Because these responses have been put publicly and clearly the person who did it in the first place isn't seeking to profit off that. But still not great because you are effectively without the consent of the original author profiting off their story and their words right? But on some level if you write on a public forum you should have the ex- expectation that uh, people can put that effectively anyway. You know, do I have a Reddit? I do. I do a Reddit recap uh, every month. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.